0: To another episode of Block Talk presented by Theater in the Now. I'm your host, as always, Michael Block. If you love the podcast, make sure you subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, SoundCloud, or Stitcher so you never miss an episode. Leave a five star review while you're there. And as always, follow me on Instagram at Michael Block Talk, on Twitter at Theater in the Now, and visit theatorthenow.com for latest news, reviews, and interviews. She's not a girl, she's not yet a woman. All eyes are always on her in the middle of this ring, just like a circus. And honestly, she might drive you crazy. Actually, she (laughs) will. But she has the best merch in the biz. So if you need a roll, hit her up. Please welcome, you guessed it, Chola Spears! And
1: the crowd goes crazy. How's it
0: going?
1: It's good, I loved that. I love that you brought up Britney, me, and Rolling Papers. In one I
0: mean, I
2: love
0: that. When, when you got a brand, you got a brand.
2: Yes. <laughs> well, I'm excited
0: <laughs> to, to chat with you because um, we haven't like chatted in quote unquote person in a while. It's been, it's been some time, yes. um, but for the, for the listeners at home, Chola has graced me with a beautiful, stunning beat tonight. It looks
1: gorgeous. It's blue. I tried a little something different. You know, ever since I saw, have you seen Glow Up on Netflix?
0: I have not watched it, but I know of it.
1: Oh my gosh. So start with season two, because season one is a hot mess. But I watched the, that episode, the, um, what's it called? The TV show, and I just yeah. started doing more with my makeup. I was like, I well, have I the mean, makeup, I have the time.
0: I, I will say you have had a bit of a evolution in your face the past couple weeks.
1: Thank you so much. Honestly, I, it started with my brows. I remember last year it was a goal of mine a new year's resolution that i'm gonna get new brows on my face that i'm gonna you know just switch up my face and really like start paying attention to my the actual structure of my face as opposed yeah. to you know doing my makeup and knowing that it's gonna be pretty good. Yeah.
0: yeah i mean it, it, it's stunning because i you and you've posted more than you've really ever posted
1: before yeah well especially because of covid you know like before covid and quarantine um you know, there was this weird like stigma about girls who, you know, mostly do drag on social media. Right. And, you know, once quarantine started happening, those were the girls to look at because you have to stay, you know, even if you're doing it for yourself, you have to stay alive with your art and doing that over social media, whether it's, you know, photos, whether it's music or YouTube videos. Like I just decided, you know what, I'm gonna keep it coming that way. You know, the creative juices stay flowing.
0: Absolutely, and, and, and it shows, and it's really been cool to watch. Thank you. Well, I'm excited to learn all about you. I'm sure you have so much to share that the audience is going to be like, oh my God, <laughs> I love Chola even more. Yes. Well, we're going to start from the beginning. The question I always ask? Where are you from?
1: I was born in Austin, Texas. I was raised in Taylor, Texas. So Austin is right in the middle, and then Taylor is about 25-30 minutes east of Austin so okay. do you remember do you remember where the heart is and the Walmart I never. never <gasps> oh my gosh you've never seen Walmart baby no so it's about this girl who is um, she's poor and she has her baby in a Walmart where she's living and it's in a small town and that is where I'm from so okay. after this interview you need to go watch where the heart is
0: alright alright it's on my list now what were you you like as a child in taylor texas
1: uh i was a drag queen without makeup and clothes oh really yeah like um i started singing really early i had like a karaoke machine and a microphone in my hand super early Mm -hmm. um we lived out in the country and um there was a time when my mother she lost her house so i was still going to school in the suburbs but i was living like 40 minutes away from the school. So a lot of my time was spent alone and it was basically lip syncing to MTV and all those, like, you know, those MTV and Cancun summer reality shows. Absolutely. All of those, just watching those, you know.
0: Did you have a favorite, like, music video to watch as a kid?
1: Oh my gosh, I have a favorite music video. I would say the the Mulan Rouge music video with, with little Kim, Christina, Pink. I just remember that always seeing it for like a whole summer.
0: Did you like sing and lip sync every single part or were you one of the girls?
1: I don't remember to be honest. I'm sure I was all of the girls. You know, i I went to theater school so I can play exactly. all. Exactly.
0: I mean, let, let's be honest. When when you and Aria would do your um, drag roulettes with the speed up version of that song, I think you you played all the parts anyway.
1: Yeah, for the most part. I mean, it depended on how drunk we you were. Be like, oh, That's you fair. do this
0: one. <laughs> That's fair. So, where did you end up going to school, and what did you study?
1: Um. So I went to school up until high school all in Texas, and then uh, when I graduated high school. I went to school at AMDA. which The American school, Drag Academy. The American Drag Academy of music and dramatics and arts and drag.
0: What um, brought you to there?
1: Watching MTV.
2: Okay.
1: Um, you know, I, I didn't have any friends in the neighborhood that I, I lived in. because it was like country, so it was all watching MTV um, and, you know, TRL. And I just mm-hmm. always knew since like six or seven that I was going to move to New York.
0: Now... Did you apply to many schools or was Amda the one that was like, that's the dream?
1: No, you know what? So I grew up uh, playing the guitar and having voice lessons and singing and stuff like that. And then the Rent movie came out. And that was the first musical i would ever seen besides Uh like, besides like Disney musicals. That was the first musical I'd ever seen. And so then I was like, wait, I can do like, I can like sing and like act and like, you know, subconsciously be gay at the same time.
0: Yeah, absolutely.
1: And, and so I, I like told my mother, I was like, I don't want to play a guitar. I don't want an instrument in my hand anymore. And then uh, like the last three years I was in high school, I just really like wrapped wrap myself around theater. Um, I had done it in middle school, but you know, it was like, okay, I can actually like go and do this somewhere else, like go to school for it. And that's whenever I started looking and AMDA was, you know, they're like, hey girl, yeah. you got a little bit of money? Bring your ass over here.
0: <laughs> now, do you still play guitar? If, you, if, if I was like, told to play a song on guitar, could you do it?
1: Um, I can do it. I'm not that confident about it. Okay. But you know what? When uh, quarantine is over, I actually have a guitar here, and I have a guitar in Texas, too. Like, I'm going to incorporate it into my drag shows. And,
0: yeah, absolutely. You know. I mean, now's the time to really like rebrand the brand.
1: Yeah. Well, you know what? When I was younger, I... I think I was discovering myself so much as, like, a gay guy and, you know, a person in this world that I was, I, I put down stuff instead of putting it all in one basket or, like, yeah. I put down music and then pick something up as opposed to kind of picking everything up and keeping it and incorporating it. So, yeah, I think quarantine has really taught me that just in terms of, like, being creative, like, you really need to, like, do everything that you're good at and, Absolutely. Everything that brings joy to you. So, yeah. So hopefully until that afterwards will have a guitar.
0: I love it. I'm here for it. So Amda, if I'm not mistaken, that is a basically like a two-year program. Uh
1: yeah, it's also it's about a year and a half. Um, if you don't go home for Christmas time or whatever.
0: Gotcha. So you basically, after you graduate from Amda, you're a young kid in New York City.
1: Oh, absolutely. And the thing about AMDA is that you're technically not allowed to audition or or do outside endeavors while you're at school. So, you know, you you are getting taught what to do at auditions and stuff, but you've never done it before. And then they're just like, "Okay, now you can go. And then you're, you know, 17 and a half and you're like, oh, I'm an adult now living in New York City. Yeah. Let me do it.
0: Was it stressful being, I mean, technically underage being told, okay, you, now you're an adult, go live your life in New York City?
1: Uh, that was the easiest part. Honestly, okay. the easiest part was kind of like being a person in this world. Uh, the hardest part for me was going to AMDA and seeing all these, like, you know, I was level 99 and seeing all these like level one, level two amazing you know, actresses, actors, dancers who've been doing this and, like, getting told what to do in that situation. Mm -hmm. um, It was an eye-opener. It was an eye-opener that I had never had somebody really tell me what to do for my own sake.
0: Was there anyone in your class that we may know today?
1: Yes. Okay, so I think all the way up at the top, we have Anthony Ramos. He was... He was in another, um, you know, another group because they're called groups, but they're the same class. We all graduated at the same time. in um, Anthony Ramos, obviously, mm-hmm. Hamilton, Godzilla, uh, Will and Grace. Uh, in the
0: Heights movie.
1: And then there's also In the Heights movie. Uh, honestly, Unstoppable at this point, A Star is Born.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, yeah, he's literally done everything. So he was in my class. Um, Sycatrix was in my class as well. Uh, Petty, Petty Cash was in not no Patty Cash. Patty Cash was in my in my group. Carmen Sign Me was in my class. Um, who else? Basically
0: you had a lot of drag queens to...
1: Yeah, a lot of drag queens. So there was there was a good handful, but none of us are doing drag at the time
0: so when when did you officially i mean you said you were a drag queen as a kid but when did you officially be like let's try some makeup i want to be a drag queen professional
1: yeah <laughs> um so actually i started getting dressed up and going to boots and saddles like every thursday and friday dressed up and that happened for like two years like the first shows i used to go to were like uh katrina Arikiki, um Woods and Saddles was way over there even before I started doing drag like Bob and Flip Kiki. Um yeah. but yeah, I just started going to the clubs in, in drag and then uh one day I went to rock bar and I knew Wendy Waxman for a while and she was like, Do you wanna get on stage and do a number? I was like, Well, I'm not a drag queen yet. and I don't know. She was like, Well, you, you gotta get on the stage eventually. <laughs> I got on stage and I did a Missy Elliott song and then um and then maybe Three months later, I was in a drag competition, and that's when I started doing drag.
0: Nice. So, let, let, let's go into how did you come up with the name Chola Spears? Uh,
1: I think I just, you know, put two and two together. Chola, because I hear it a lot. I'm Mexican. You know, sometimes I give off that, that flavor, even when I'm not in yeah. drag. So, I've heard Chola before. Spears. I always knew I wanted something Britney Spears. You know, that was that was the main goal. Um, I almost went as a mystic baby. I think <laughs> one time I thought about uh, going as Uptown Britney. Okay, okay. Uh, and, but I like Chola Spears. I think it's feisty. I think it sounds a little uh, a little bit of this and a little bit of this and a little bit of this.
0: Yeah. Well, <laughs> let, let, let's do that. How would you describe Chola in three words?
1: Um... I'm not sure. How would you describe me in three words? Because you've you've
0: seen my drag for a long, long I've time. I've seen the drag for a while. I mean, you said it. Feisty is definitely Chola.
1: Mhm.
0: Unpredictable. Mhm.
1: And mostly, mostly the lipstick line is unpredictable.
0: <laughs> and you know what? I would say culturally relevant. Thank you. Thank you so much. Because you always find things and put them together in ways that they shouldn't be put together,
1: mm-hmm.
0: but they're still relevant to us. Well,
1: thank you. You mean so, like, like my drag mix? That sounds like my drag mixes,
0: maybe? Yeah. Sure. Yeah. I mean, we'll, we'll discuss some of your drag mixes a little later on. But <laughs> Yeah, you're definitely someone who in, excites an audience in ways that other people just don't do because you just have fun.
1: Thanks. I try. I try. How
0: long does it take to transform into Chola on a good day?
1: Uh, on a good day, if I took my time and you know double checked everything, it would probably take me like three, three and a half hours. Uh huh. Um, and it probably takes that long because I, you know, took a page out of Dew's book, which is like I like to take nine and a half hours to get ready, and so. I stretched it out and I took my time and and I freaking love it. Like whenever I have time to do that, um, to just take my time. I freaking love it. But, um, but three hours is is not right.
0: Do you have any traditions while you get ready? Um, aside from smoking a (laughs) blunt,
1: uh, smoking with Chilla Spears joint papers. Thank you very much. (laughs) (laughs) Um, no, I don't. I tend to like I'll either eat before I start drag that way, you know. It's all digested, and I don't yeah. feel on my my spanks throwing up macaroni that I just ate. But um,
2: yeah.
1: but yeah, I like to I like to just take my time and prepare and you know get food or get uh, anything else out of the way for the day.
0: You've been working on makeup, so you probably have some favorite products. Let's get you some sponsorship. What do you love using?
1: So, my favorite thing would probably be the, the Anastasia eyeshadow primer. I had okay. no, I had no idea eyeshadow primer was such a blessing to drag queens. Like, I didn't use it for the first two and a half years of my drag career, so it was very much like putting on cloud white, packing it down, and then going over it and, like, it coming off of my face and a lot of struggle and frustration, and then I figured out what eyeshadow primer was. And wasn't yeah, um, Sugar Pill has these like they have like metallic glitters, like mm-hmm. it's, a, it's the regular Sugar Pill thing, and then it's a black screw top, and then the screw top has like angel wings and like a heart. And I don't know what they're called, but I got them at Hedabra, uh like a year ago. I got two of them, and I love them so much. Like. Nice.
0: So we heard what your first performance was with Wendy Waxwood but who were yeah. some of the first people that helped you out in your drag journey?
1: Um, so Wendy Waxwood is definitely one of them um, There's somebody named Chai uh, He mm-hmm. is the lead singer of this band called Blue Anxiety in Brooklyn and they're this cool, goth, punk band and um, he's actually the one who put together the first pageant that I was in And it was this punk rock pageant and we got to do punk rock songs for a straight punk rock audience. And um, it couldn't have been more perfect for me as like my first official drag show.
2: Yeah.
1: So definitely him. Um, I would say Carlos the Uber driver was the first person to paint my face differently. and, Mm -hmm. And I got to watch the whole process and that was like, so eye-opening, and same with Miss Diamond Whitfall. Miss Diamond Whitfall was the first person to put a cut crease on my face. <laughs> we, she puts it. She helps me do it. It looks so good. We do our show because we're um, in Salem doing a show. I am so in love with the cut crease that is on my face. I go to sleep like this, <laughs> and then I wake up the next day, and the face is still there. Oh my god! So, to this day, I get a, I get a. Reminded that I slept with the, my first cut piece of my face. <laughs> Who would
0: you say some of your inspirations are as a drag performer?
1: Um, definitely Britney Spears. I think, um, you know, as all the crazy stuff that I do and all the like improv and unpredictable stuff is, is definitely, you know, me being in the moment and enjoying it. But Britney's always that, that stage presence that I can always. You know feel the fantasy and always mm-hmm. come back to myself um but I also like punk rock chicks people like Courtney Love, Wendy O from the Plasmatics, uh, Joan Jett, um, yeah. all,
2: those,
1: all those girls who just have this like you know their own toughness about them but their own like beauty I, I look up to all those girls and of course um hmm. Alexander McQueen. There we go. Right. <laughs> just just like, someone little. You know, just uh, the biggest uh, fashion icon in the history of the world. I'll
0: yeah. Just, no, no, I'm not that big. No, of course not. How <laughs> um, would you but, say? Oh, no, go, go ahead. Go ahead.
1: Uh, I was just going to say that his fashion shows, um, they just had such theatrics to them. And um, it was a different kind of theatrics on stage. Yeah. It's, it's always refreshing to watch.
0: Well, speaking of fashion, how would you say your drag evolution has changed from when you started, um, especially with your looks?
1: Mm-hmm. Um, to be honest, I'm like thinking over all of my looks now that I've been quarantine and reevaluating like, who Chola Spears is. Um, but I would say up until this point, um, you know, younger queens, we have, to, we have to go shopping for stuff. Not everything mm-hmm. can be handmade for us, and I think that the last year, Chola Spears has gotten, you know, handmade custom outfits for people like Katrina or Viva Medalia and it's allowed me to kind of feel my fantasy a little bit more. Yeah. Um, but I also want to start leaning into the Chola part and the, uh, um, you know, the, the the southern part of me too. And Absolutely. I am from Texas, I am from Texas, and I and I do know how to play guitar. And,
0: you know, hopefully this time next year, I'll just look exactly like Jitsi Patel. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's, it's really fun for me to watch. Because, like, I watched you from, like, your early stages doing some competitions and stuff. And your performance was always there. But the critique you always would get would be the looks. Absolutely. Because they yeah. weren't quite there yet. And I was like, when it all comes together, Shola Spears is going to be unstoppable.
2: Yeah.
1: Well, thank you. Thank you. I definitely feel so much better with the clothes I
0: have now. Yeah, because I remember judging Miss West Village um, that that one year at the Boots and Saddle, um, and I was like, oh my God, I if it only was an evening gown. Yeah.
1: <laughs> you didn't like that Hot Topic uh, lemon squeeze dress?
0: <laughs> no. No, not for Miss West Village. Oh my gosh.
1: Yeah, I think back then, my favorite outfit that I wore was, I found this like uh, pink and white polka dot um, crop top thing. And yeah. I got a yard of pink fur and I just sewed it to the bottom yeah. of it. And it was a dress and it was one little like, one of my
0: most favorite things that I ever wore. Yeah, no, that, that, that and I think the um, green leopard print are like the two classic baby Chola
2: that I remember. Yeah,
1: absolutely. I love that green leopard print has gotten me through so many fantasies, so many <laughs> so many nights. Thank you, Katrina.
2: <laughs> okay,
0: so we're going to stick with this past Chola life. One of your first exposures really into nightlife was as a contestant on season five of The Ultimate Drag Pageant. Yes. What was that experience like for you?
1: Um, honestly, that was probably the best thing that could have happened to me. Um, I don't want to say the best thing could have happened to me ever, but definitely the best thing that has happened to me since uh, I started drag, because I went to AMDA, I tried to be an actor for, you know, six months after AMDA and then I wrote some plays and they were, um, you know, put up, I did like one or two plays a year and
2: Mm -hmm.
1: I had like given up on myself and I, to the point where I wasn't seeing it and I wasn't, um, you know, I wasn't reading up on on what was going on in the theater community or in the world and drag just changed that and I went to Ultimate Drag Pageant every week alone and I lived by myself at the time, so I got ready by myself. And, uh, and then I went to ultimate drag pageant and people saw who I was. And like, yeah. Because
0: your, your cast was very, very close-knit. You, you were a very close group with the exception of maybe one. <laughs> um, but it was really fun as an audience member. Obviously, I went to season four, I was there to support Bijou. Yeah. With that, I, for season five, I was there to support Petty, so I was, that, mm-hmm. that was my person in the, the, the race, but you were definitely that, like, lovable underdog that you didn't know if you could win, but the audience was always rooting for you.
1: Yeah, and I felt that too. You know, uh, like, no shade to myself. I knew that I was going to that competition with some clothes that were, you know, stapled together or safe pin together. But every week that I went, I got love from the audience. And mm-hmm. it is, you know, exactly what I needed. To and, I,
0: and I remember Marty basically being like, you may not win, but we need to get you to Brooklyn.
1: Yeah. <laughs> we still need to get me to Brooklyn, girl. <laughs> I don't know what's been going on, the train service or something.
0: Yeah, de- definitely. Definitely the trains. MTA sucks. <laughs> because of your, the, how much the audience loved you, you were invited to take part in the first all-star season of UDP. Yes. Oh my gosh. What brought you back and what was that experience like? Did you go in competing to win?
1: Um, Yeah, I did go in competing to win. Even my, um, even my original season, I went in competing to win. I knew that, you know, I wasn't, the best in terms of presentation but in terms of like making my mixes and delivering performances i really tried to you know come out on top as best as i could and the same thing with all stars even though girl that all stars was fucking all stars like yeah some amazing people um we had some like choreographed numbers that carlos did during our season and you know these queens who put their own their own week together and then they say oh and I also have this idea for all of us to present to the judges like it was it was top-notch and it was exactly what I needed I needed to be around people the first season and then I needed to be around all-stars and I'm glad I did because I you know it kept me on my toes do you
0: do you feel like you excelled more being in the room of all-stars compared to a group of new people
1: um Not so, honestly, no, just because I, you know, I was living alone, I was getting ready alone, kind of doing my own thing and bringing it, but mm-hmm. um, that, that sense of, like, community just elevated, like, twice as fast because I went to another season with different girls and yeah. that, that sense of love and, uh, you know, sportsmanship was there. Yeah.
0: With both seasons, is there a week that you wish you could redo?
1: <laughs> yes. there's one there's one that i really really wish i could do it was like i like made this like donald trump bjork mix and like i had this like really cool like witchcraft idea and by the time it like came out on the week of the i think it was like the ninth week of the page it was like political week and they had added it on uh yeah the week before but i really wish i could have redone that and now like now that i do spooky spooky, spooky makeup i wish i would have slapped yeah. on something
0: well maybe there'll be another all-star season someday in a new venue
1: yeah maybe there'll be a an all-stars all-stars season <laughs> yeah we're gonna
0: play a game it's called this or that i'm gonna give you yep. two options you're gonna tell me which one you prefer you ready both of them dolly <laughs> all right tea or coffee i don't
1: drink coffee
0: Okay, that's good for you. I wish I could not drink coffee. I, there was a period of time during quarantine where I was like, nope, no coffee. And then I was like, I'm exhausted.
1: During uh, my birthday this year, June 11th, if anybody wants to know, <laughs> I, ordered, I ordered matcha Kit Kats, matcha cookies, matcha powder, uh, matcha brownies. Like, I'm obsessed with tea. Okay, my answer is nice. tea. answer is tea. Sunrise or sunset? Sunset. Only do stuff when the sun is down. City or country? city
0: please movies or tv oh tv movie
1: <laughs> nerd <laughs> or jock oh you yeah, i gonna
2: say nerd i'm
1: gonna okay, say okay. nerd you know dots
0: or stripes dots tacos or burritos
1: <laughs> michael <laughs> uh honestly i'm gonna say tacos Okay. Okay. Oh, taco taco truck.
0: Tacos from the taco truck. truck. Yes. Time travel or teleportation?
1: What's teleportation? Just like
2: from like yeah,
1: yeah, one place to another in the same timeline. In the same. I'm gonna say teleportation. Okay. Okay. Yeah.
0: King Kong or Godzilla?
1: Oh my God, Godzilla! Flats or heels? Uh, uh, heels. I'm gonna say heels because I'm a drag queen.
0: <laughs> Honest asshole or sweet liar? I'm gonna
1: say sweet liar.
0: Yeah, I would too. Uh, Sia or Kylie? Uh, Sia. Okay. Yeah. No. No, no. no. Madonna or Gaga? Gaga. Brittany or Christina?
1: That's not even a question I have to answer. Yes, it is. You have to. Britney Spears.
0: Yeah. Well, the person I interviewed yesterday said Christina. Um, I'll give you a guess who that could have been.
1: Does it it rhyme with uh, Ricky? Yep. (laughs) Uh, Well, that's okay. They're allowed to say. say Christina.
0: So I want to go behind the music a little bit. I don't know if I could give this answer, but what is your signature number? And why is it your signature number?
1: I would say that Rose's turn. The um, what's her name? Patty. No. Um, I cannot believe I forgot it. Where, where did you go, George? what she was in Sunday in the park with George. Um, she I was had, in into oh. the woods. Oh, Bernadette. Bernadette Peters. So oh, that was, that, that was, was hard. <laughs> so Bernadette Peters, Rose's turn is my signature number because when I do it, I feel so comfortable with the music, with uh, the performance. Um, it's a song that I can connect to emotionally and, um, And I normally turn it when
0: I do it. Yeah. No, because it's hard because like, I was like, what is, what would I say Chola's signature number is? And I feel like this is not a a shade to anybody right now, but being away from going out nightly, I've started to slowly forget some of the numbers people do, Mm -hmm. but I can name like four off the top of my head that you do all would be potential signature numbers, whether it's the Britney Spears uh, Le Miz number diamonds are a girl's best friend or simply john wayne like there are numbers that i associate to you
1: yeah well you know what that diamonds are a girl's best friend has blood in it so it hasn't come out in a long yeah I, time, but,
2: you but know. again
0: like, it was like watching that number for the first time i was like who the fuck is this what kind of brain do they have <laughs> pink
1: and blood
2: and
0: diamonds yeah. um when you create your mixes what comes first, theme, song, words? W- w- how do you create your mixes?
2: Um,
1: I Well, first it was themes because um, with the regular season of Ultimate jar Pageant and then the All-Star season, it was like 15 weeks in a row of themed mixes. Mm-hmm.
2: So I got
1: 15 mixes right then and there. It was super easy because I knew what I was looking for. There was a theme every week. Um, And it's kind of remained the same, like I'll be on YouTube or I'll be on Instagram and I'll see something that I like and I'll save it. And then, you know, every three months I'll go through my saved Instagram and see if there are any things that kind of connect and then then songs start to come from there and uh, yeah. Having a theme is always like the best, the best thing. Even if you're not even in a competition, make a theme for yourself. That way it's a well-rounded mix.
0: Absolutely. 2020. We haven't really had the bar shows we're used to, which means we haven't been able to have a drag roulette. But you know the gays have a catalog of songs from 2020. They are ready to scream out for the next drag roulette. Yes. What 2020 song are you most looking forward to doing in the drag roulette? And what song do you not want them to come when... Just don't say it. Get rid of it.
1: (laughs) Um. Uh, did the did the Kim Petras Malibu song come out this year? Or was that last year? <laughs> Shocking! It was this year. Uh, I really love. I love that song, and I love the Rena Rena excess. I don't know it. I'll send it to you. She's, okay. okay. Uh, she's a pop singer, and she came out this year. And, it's and good. what do
0: you not want to hear? What will you say? I'm not lip syncing that.
1: Oh, uh, um. Honestly, if I'm not gonna lip sync it, I don't know it.
2: All right,
0: that's fair. I, was, yeah. I, was, I, I feel like if I have to sit through um 20 uh, drag roulettes of WAP, not gonna do it. Can't do it. Oh
1: yeah. Well, you know what? I was on Fire Island for a month in September, so mm-hmm. I heard WAP like <laughs> 56 times. I heard Petty Cash's "Pussy Slam" on the ground 56 and a half times. <laughs> I heard "Rain on Me." Uh, I think three thousand four hundred.
0: Uh, naturally, naturally.
1: Yeah. So um, you know, I've been stuck inside so long, though I don't care. I'll go. I'll go listen to somebody do Fiona Apple's new album, girl. <laughs> I'll sit there with mean, that depressing
0: shit. Tea. we're gonna play the Cameo game show. If you're not familiar with the website Cameo, you can book a celebrity to record a message for you or a loved one for a small price. But each celebrity has a different cost. In this game, you have to guess who costs more.
2: Okay,
1: so we're going to
0: start off with. um, Go ahead.
1: I was talking to my um, my friend who sells me, you know, goodies and stuff. Mm -hmm. And he, you know, he's a little educated on gay culture and drag and stuff. But the one thing he said to me was, "You're a drag queen. Why don't you have a cameo?" And I was like, (laughs) "Excuse me, straight man. Give me some time." It was like I'm really popular. But,
0: okay, let's play. <laughs> All right, so we're going to start off with a couple people from The Office. Okay. So first up is Melora Hardin, who played Jan, or Oscar Nunez, who played Oscar.
2: Okay.
0: Who costs more? Uh, I'm
1: going to say Oscar costs
0: more. Oscar Nunez is 175 Melora Hardin is 299
1: Why? I mean, maybe she's another stuff, but she's a one season. Okay, whatever. Next, money. Next, up
0: we, next up, we have Kate Flannery, who played Meredith, or Paul Lieberstein, who played Toby. Oh,
1: man. I both iconic say, in different ways. Both very iconic in different ways. Both delivering probably an excellent cameo. Uh, I'm going to say Toby. That's true. Yeah. He is $350
0: Kate Flannery, one seventy-five.
1: Oh my God! Do we, Do you know who the most expensive drag queen on Cameo is?
0: Um, I don't know. We may get to it. I'm not sure.
1: Why okay. do you know? No, I, I just wanted to know. Okay. I thought you would know.
0: <laughs> I <might> know. <laughs> Um. All right. Next up, Brian Baumgartner, who played Kevin, or Leslie David Baker, who played Stanley?
1: I'd say Stanley.
0: That's true. Three hundred dollars. Um Brian Bob Gunner is one seventy five. Right. I don't know if that includes dropping chili.
1: <laughs> That's so weird because they're like they're I on, know, right? on the different sides of the office and stuff.
0: Exactly. Okay, now we're gonna do some drag queens from the RuPaul world, all the franchises. First up we have Davina DeCampo or Patty Pam Pam.
1: I don't know who Patty Pam Pam is.
0: She's she a season. No, she was on Drag Race Holland.
1: Okay, um, i think Davina, because did
0: she get further? She did, but she's only 35. Patty Pam Pam is 45.
1: <sighs> okay, I haven't seen Holland yet. I saw, I think Oh, I it's great.
0: The- if, if anyone who wants to give me a birthday present, I will take one from Davina DeCampo. Just saying. Um, right. Next up, we have Cheryl Hole or mm-hmm. Alona Verley.
1: I'm going to say Cheryl Hole.
0: Cheryl Hole is 35, Alona is 50. Oh my god, I fucking suck at this. Okay. Next, we have Eva Destruction or Erica Clash.
1: I'm gonna say Erica Clash.
0: Erica Clash is 20, Eva is 25. <sighs>
1: Damn. But well, you know what? There's a lot of makeup that goes into their cameos,
0: I'm sure. Oh, absolutely. That's why they're like, yeah. I'm uh, filming cameos today, book it today. Yes, what, y'all what we... need to
1: charge more.
0: <laughs> well, next up Nina West or Bag of Chips.
1: Ooh, I'm going to say Bag of
0: Chips. That's true. Bag of Chips, $90. Nina West, $75.
1: Yeah, I think Bag of Chips seems a little more hoity-toity.
0: Yeah. Next up, Priyanka or Envy Peru, winner of Drag Race Holland.
1: Oh. Uh, ooh. I'm going to say Priyanka because I'm saying Priyanka.
0: <laughs> Priyanka is 45 Envy is 50
1: works okay fair enough next
0: up give it up to the big girls latrice royale or silky nutmeg ganache
1: latrice royale
0: that's true latrice is one of the most expensive at 125 silky somehow believes she can be bought for 100
1: <laughs> i wonder how they do with their camp, like you get to see how much cameos they've given to people?
0: Uh you you can they if, if you want them to go public, you they can be on their page and you can see the previous ones they've done. But yeah. Gotcha. And finally, how much can you get a cameo from Brita Filter for? <sighs> uh five dollar to two, plus
1: plus six minute traveling fees booking, fees, booking fees, I said eighty-five dollars.
0: Sixty-five. I
1: oh, sixty-five for Brita filter.
0: Y'all Yo, go we're get a filter. Yeah, go get a filter cameo. <laughs> That's a steal. Why is there so much jealousy and clickiness within the New York City nightlife?
1: I don't know, to be honest. Um, I don't know. It gets you know what? There's a it's you you hope. That when you do drag, you, you find a family and mm-hmm. you find a group of people that support you. So I don't want to say that, you know, having cliques and stuff is necessarily a bad thing. But, you know, it's just, we're all fucking divas. And not only are we divas when we put makeup on, where some of us are divas when we take it off. So that's just-
0: Absolutely. Do you feel like there is an unnecessary amount of drama within the drag scene?
1: Um... Uh, no, I don't think so. I think there's just so many of us, and we mm-hmm. all like we all hear things, and we all get involved, and especially because everything's on social media now, like Absolutely. it's so easiest. It's so easy for us to see something or jump on the train um, about something, but um, but hopefully people are just having conversations, even if they don't get along with each other, or even if they don't, you know, uh, end up being friends at the
0: end of things hopefully they're having conversations
1: absolutely i mean i, I feel like
0: you, you you've definitely been someone who's been a voyeur to the drama but you've, you've taken part within your own set of dramatic moments
1: oh absolutely i mean i've had my own dramatic moments by myself i've had my own dramatic moments with other people you
0: know because like there, there, there have been times when i'm scrolling on facebook i see what you post i'm like oh no Oh, no, Chilla's been about to get
1: in trouble today. Uh, well, I have been in trouble multiple times this year. I have uh, definitely uh, been burnt at the stake a few times. But you know what? I I don't think that the things that I say are, don't have any kind of um, point behind them. Like, I don't mm-hmm. think that I've ever... Um, you know, attached somebody or said something about something that um, you know, was like false or completely out of
2: the blue but, um, but
0: yeah, you know you, you, do, do, do you do it to stoke the fire or do you do it to elicit response because it, it, it's I, I enjoy watching from afar but I'm too much of a fucking pussy to sometimes want to post what I wanna, really want to post, you know? Yeah you have well, that confidence.
1: I, well, you know what? I try not to do it. About, I mean, I might be talking out of my ass here, but I try not to do that stuff towards smaller things. But mm-hmm. in terms of bigger things, like, like for example, the sherry pie thing, like, I think that everybody has the, the right to speak out about something that's, that's that big or something that sure. is a drag queen that is of that stature that affects the whole community. You know, I think, um, I think we have the right to say stuff about that. And if I, if I, uh, you know, get blocked by people or if people stop liking my photos because of it, or if people, you know, you know, unfollow me because I'm talking about somebody who they have had more conversations with, um, that's their right to do. And, um,
0: Have you had any professional ramifications for yes. anything you've said?
1: Yes, I have, <laughs> but, uh, but at the end of the day, um, I know the kind of person that I am, and mm-hmm. I know that uh, this is a business, and I, when I think about all the things that, um, that I've had to, you know, deal with the consequences for, whether it's this year, whether it was two years ago, whether it was at the beginning of my career, um, I there's no, uh, like, negativity or animosity towards people sure. so you know what as as much as i have to you know take responsibility for things i do or things i say or my opinion online um at least i'm not carrying something with me you know sure, i might I know have that i might have to let go of people or I might have to you know let go of situations but I, i'm never having to drag it
0: especially during covid how important is social media in the drag scene
1: it is the drag scene, basically. I mean, minus, you know, some of the shows that are going on at the, you know, the floor bars that are doing shows mm-hmm. consistent, uh, it is the drag scene, which is why someone like me who loves going out and doing shows and performing on stage is now, you know, doing what I can to post videos, post pictures, post YouTube uh, videos because, you know, it's the creativity and it's, RC right now
0: have you enjoyed adapting to the digital age of drag
1: no (laughs) no i am not i'm tired of this i want to go and be in a bar and drink on a drink and get on stage and be on the train at three in the morning coming home
0: with your taco truck
1: with my taco truck yes absolutely like i miss that lifestyle absolutely um, so much i miss it yeah
0: well, let, let's reminisce. We're going to play Tea Time. You are going to get to spill some tea on some of your favorite sisters, friends, people you shared a stage with, people who shared a stage with you, co-starred with you. You're going to spill some tea on them. Yes. We'll see if you just say I love them all or if you're going to give us the real shit.
1: I love them all.
0: Let's see what you have to say about <laughs> Ms. Diamond Wigfall. <laughs>
1: Miss Diamond Wigfall is my sister. She is, um, she's the first person I walked up to at Ultimate Drag Pageant that was like, I like everything that you do. Mm-hmm. And, um, and she said it back, and she's been my sister, and she put a cut crease on my face for the first time, and she uh, <laughs> showed me what Spanks were for the first time. And uh, yeah, and her family, um, when we go up to Salem and we perform with um, the Massachusetts Drag. Community. Her mm-hmm. father puts us up in his house, and um, yeah, they're they're so sweet. All of them. Her whole family. Um, her partner, unseen. I love them all.
0: Next up, Miss Edie James.
1: Ah, I love Edie James. Edie James is another one of those girls who I met at Ultimate Drug Pageant. Her aesthetic is wonderful. I love Lana Del Rey so much. Um, Edie James has like. Edie James has done things for me, not only as a drag queen, but as like a friend um, that I will never forget. Um,
2: mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, she's she's truly my friend and my sister and um, just support all around as a person. So I love Edie.
0: Well, from one tall queen to another,
1: Allegra White. Allegra! I have not seen Allegra. In a long time, uh, we used to talk about Drag Race Thailand when it was on. Because um, not too many people, we didn't really embrace Drag Race Thailand. No, we didn't. Like, like we It was hard it
0: to. It was hard to find, and that was the biggest issue.
1: That's true. Um, but Allegra was one of the girls who would send me a link every week, and we would talk about it and catch up a little bit. Um, but Allegra is such a sweet person, and like the fact that somebody that nice has an ass that like does <laughs> not droop whatsoever, like. Just like hovers above the the solar system, like yeah, uh, lucky bitch.
0: I hate her. Speaking of asses, petty cash.
1: <sighs> petty cash. I love her. She's another one. All of these girls I met Ultimate Drag Pageant the first year, um, they're just awesome people, and they they always supported me. They always said kind things about me, um, and I honestly that's all you could ask for is that the people that you work with are, are still supporting you and still believe in you. And like those girls, all, all four of those girls, like they're constantly believing in me. And I, and I know that and I don't have to yeah. be around them to know that they So I love her too. Next up is Bambi. Bambi. I love Bambi. I, I don't get to see her that much. And even, um, when I started drag, she—I don't know if she had started drag yet or if she had just, you know, showed up in the later seasons after us. But um, I little Bambi. We go to Massachusetts. We do the shows with Miss Diamond Um She's such a sweet person.
2: Yeah,
1: it's gross.
0: Next up, uh, someone you you've competed against numerous times, Harriola Grande.
1: Harriola Grande, honestly, the mother. Of the drag girls that came out of the ultimate drag pageant, she's she has this like wonderful energy about her that that stays with her all the time. Uh, I did Miss Rockbar and I competed against her last year, mm-hmm. and she lent me the pads that were underneath her bed for Miss Rockbar, and to, to this day I still have those pads. They ripped in half, and I literally like eighty six thousand them together. So I have these like. <laughs> My pads look like uh, what's the you know when the all the continents were all put together? Pangea. looks like fucking Pangea mapped out <laughs> oh on my Oh my god!
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, speaking of Rock Bar, Miss Rock Bar herself, Coco Taylor. That's not
1: Miss. Oh yeah, she's a former Miss Rock Bar. Yeah, I love Coco Taylor. Um, she's been very sweet. I I think we. We do know each other, but we haven't worked together that much. Um, but every time I see her, she's super supportive and she seems to like what I do. And that sisterly love translates into, uh, yeah. Next up, someone. Yeah.
0: Next up is someone you, you've done a couple of gigs with. It's Amanda Pork.
1: Amanda Pork is awesome. Amanda Pork really wants to, to do drag and, and to, you know, branch out all of her talents and show people what she's got and sometimes she will message me and be like i have this plan for this show and all you have to do is like we're gonna do this and this and i'm like i just want to sit on my couch like (laughs) oh my god just wait till it's over but she has so many ideas and to see her drag she's another person i remember when i was in ultimate drag pageant and i sat next to amanda for before i think it was before she even started drag and uh and she was just really good people and then a few seasons later she was in the pageant now she yeah. makes like a bajillion dollars like
0: oh. well next up someone you, you you went to school with
1: cicatrix. Cicatrix, Sicatrix is the sweetest person all of, all of these people are like so much more sweeter than me and like all of these people have like beautiful soft voices that are like hi you're beautiful I love you like Sicatrix is this like southern belle gentleman they person wrapped up in like a ball of like beautiful cheekbones and like cute beautiful drag like she's a wonderful person
0: next up Wendy Waxwood
1: (sighs) I, I honestly like I will always 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 have a spot in my heart for Wendy Waxwood like Wendy Waxwood was the first person to let me get on this stage and um and yeah, I, I will never not check up on her. I will never not, I will never, you know, not have a problem with her. She's always going to be somebody who who just, you know, got the ball rolling, literally just like pushed it and got it rolling. Yeah. So. Next
0: up, we have Ellipsis.
1: Ellipsis is my roommate. I don't know if you know this. I didn't. Yeah, so this this is my roommate. Um, we have spent most of quarantine together. Um, we have not killed each other, so that's good. Think, that's good. Yeah, you know, I feel like uh, friendships and roommates and relationships have all taken a a giant uh, test. They sure quarantine. have. And, um, and it's been good, you know. Like um, we've done a few stuff together. It's cool to you know be able to paint with your roommate, or it's cool that you know if I stay up until four o'clock doing makeup or taking pictures she totally understands and there's no like you know yeah. yeah there's no there's no weirdness and it feels like easy breezy that's good and her, her drag is like it's so different from mine and mm-hmm. so for us to be like under the same roof and to like share stuff and i'm just it, it's cool it's cool to be a drag roommate nice.
0: next we have sophiella da vinci
2: ah,
1: sophiella da vinci all of these people are so sweet like i'm I, hope, I need to, like, think of another word besides sweet. But, literally, you've met Sofiella Da Vinci. Mm-hmm. The sweetest person. Um, the, the most kind-hearted person. Dating somebody who's just as sweet. Their, their fashion, their style, like, they're both different, but they're just on point, on level 10 all the time. Um, it's just a supportive person. Somebody who, you meet people and you're like, I- I'm so glad that I met, like, a genuine person who, I see, you know, like before COVID started, I would see Sophia at least once a month. And, and to just see somebody like that, and check in with them and know that, you know, even if we're doing drag and turning up, I still know that like, you're a genuine person that I really like. And,
0: yeah.
1: You know, really fellowship with each other.
0: Let's see if you say this person is nice.
1: Uh-oh. Pussy Are Willow. You dirty?
0: Pussy Willow.
1: Pussy Willow. Okay, so, so the meanest thing Pussy Willow ever did to me was I spent the night at her house and she made a chocolate covered frozen bananas in the morning. And she, she covered it all in lavender. She covered the whole banana. And so when I get into the banana, it was like, like, just a lavender. What a like, bitch.
0: How dare she?
1: What a bitch. And you know what she did? And when I told her, she gave me a banana with sprinkles instead.
0: So, wow. How that is sweet. the meanest
1: thing Pussy Willow has ever done. I want you to tell everybody you know that she did that.
0: Well, it's going to be on the podcast. Everyone will hear.
1: Yes. You but, hear that?
0: Yeah. Well, okay. Let's <laughs> end it. Let's end it with Aria Derchi. What can you say about Aria Derchi?
1: I have nothing to say about Aria Derchi. Uh, vile, disgraceful, hateful, bitter. Um, tastes pretty good but still bitter. Um, she's, she's literally like my best drag friend. And I, I don't mean like, you know, she's only my friend in drag, but she's literally like, she understands my drag. She understands me out of drag. She understands the humor. She understands like, um, where I, where I'm at when I'm angry. She understands, you know, if I'm upset about stuff, she just, she gets it. And there's. There's so many different versions of that here. You know, there's, yeah. there's me and Arya, and there's, uh, you know, boudoir and Kimmy and like, she, she is my, she's
0: your, she's your my, duo. Yeah.
1: She's my duo. And I love her so much.
0: Yeah. I mean, you do do some duets together, including um, all the things she said. Yeah. That's, all that's a quite a, quite a um, performance. You do, yeah. that. <laughs> do you remember
1: the week they had like a ladder? I don't know what that ladder was doing. <laughs> Probably fixing something. Yeah, yeah I, I
0: I I love when you would do that performance because people who had not seen it before had no idea what was about to come. And they were always freaked out. <laughs> no matter us. what. But that's drag. You should you gotta be freaked out a little bit.
1: Yeah. Well, I tried to get Aria to do some like singing songs. We sang uh Landslide like two mm-hmm. or three times and it just didn't it didn't stay in the stay in the show, but I think whenever we come back, I learned some Mariana Grande on the, the guitar, so I, I got her this time.
0: Alright, so alright. <laughs> so, if you were to be a contestant on the RuPaul's Drag Race show, who uh, would you do for a Snatch Game?
1: I don't know. Is that such a bad... I, that is I a terrible answer. I know that this is what drag queens are supposed to think about when mm-hmm. they're
2: bored. Yes.
1: I, I will think about it for like two minutes, I'll say, oh, who should I be for Snatch? So I say, oh, I got a, I got a Charo wig and I got a Charo dress. I say, oh, should I get that? I say,
0: well, your oh, homework for the end, by the end of 2020 is to come up with three Snatch Game characters.
1: Do you have a Snatch Game character for me? For you? Yeah, that so you could see, maybe? I
0: don't know. I have to think on it. I have to think on it. I'm sure there's a yeah, good one. Yeah, <sighs> It's so hard, though. It is, it is. Okay, so you've fallen down a rabbit hole on YouTube. What are you watching?
1: <laughs> uh, I'm either watching uh, Dr. Pibble Popper. Ew! Yeah, I really like the big ones that like look Aww. like cottage cheese. And stuff. I love that. Uh, I'm either watching uh, really weird things, like live animal things, or like,
2: mm-hmm.
1: fried gerbil from like, some country.
0: Look, you asked what rabbit holes i go down. I know. I wish I didn't <laughs> ask that. Oh, my God. Okay. okay. Um, we're we're, we're going to jump right ahead to the next question.
1: And then pregnancy you... surprises. Oh,
0: my God. Okay. That's why, had this, why these haven't turned into a mix yet is shocking to me.
1: Uh, because it's just, it's a lot. I don't know. I'll figure out. You know what? When quarantine is over, I'm going to have a Dr. Pimple Popper mix. It's going to be just uh, Yeah. Me.
0: Nice, thank you. Okay, so if you had to pick one New York City drag queen to be your partner on the Amazing Race, who is it going to be?
2: Um.
1: Now I love Aria Durchi so much. She's so awesome. If if it if the Amazing Race was the Amazing Weed Smoking Race, she would be my partner. But it's not, so I'm gonna have to I'm gonna have to go with Nomi Sass just okay. because. Just because I know that she likes to run a lot, she's a runner. Yeah. And she's athletic. So I would say no me sas because I don't I've never seen the amazing race and I need somebody athletic, I assume, because it's a race, right? It is a race. It is a is race. Is it like rat race? Sorta, of, sorta of, kinda. You're I know you got, I like you, the rat race. I,
0: I love rat race more than it's life itself. Oh
1: so good. It's such a good movie, and it never stops.
0: Like, listen, listen. I thought there was a personal attack on social media the other day when Suddenly Seymour said that it was the worst movie ever. I was like, Why are you coming after me like that? And That's Lindsay K was like, um, Point to where Michael hurt you. <laughs> no, Rat Race is my life.
1: It's so good, and clearly, Geely is the worst movie ever made. Absolutely, to establish this.
0: Okay, we're going to do the Pop 5 Rapid Fire, where I'm going to give you five pop culture things, phrases, comments, things that have happened in the news. You're going to give me a word, phrase, story, whatever you want to talk about for each. You ready? Yes. Number one, The Queen's Gambit. It's so good. Have you watched it yet? I sure darn did.
1: It's the last thing that I watched. Um, We watched it in, like, I think three days. It mm-hmm. is so good. She is so sexy, so independent. Her hairstyle changes perfectly. She goes yeah. from like she goes from like I don't know what kind of bowl cut, like Oliver Twist bowl cut to this like mad men, like uh, Yeah. Yeah. If you haven't seen it, I know you've seen it, Michael, but if anybody's watching this and you haven't seen the Queen's Gambit, please go watch it
0: it's a really interesting story i like for me i couldn't binge it in like multiple in like one sitting i i, I stretched out a little bit because they are long episodes and, they, and they, do, they they do feel long compared to some other shows but it's a really really interesting tale because who, who who talks about chess besides yeah. musical chess and ultimately like every episode of that
1: show is essentially like a a chapter you know what i mean like yeah. they, they essentially don't even take place in the same spot because she's in the orphanage then she gets adopted then she's famous blah 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 like it was just great you know what, what gets me
0: yeah what gets what, you
1: what gets me is the last like you know 15 seconds of any kind of show so like when she's grabbing the pills and she passes out and all the pills bust everywhere mm-hmm. like i'm like oh man i gotta see what's coming next. and then that's how it gets me
0: yeah what is it about little redheads and being orphans
1: I don't know. I Couldn't tell
0: you. Like Annie, Annie. Beth, I mean, little redheads. I don't know. Maybe it's a I thing. I don't know. All right, number two is Mariah Carey Christmas special to feature Ariana Grande, Jennifer Hudson, and many, many others. <gasps> That's the first time I'm hearing about that. Yeah, it's going to be on Apple Plus.
1: Wow. Good for her. Good for Mariah for growing and showing that she's moved on. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so it's gonna be. I'm, I'm sure she'll sing um, that song, right?
1: Yeah, probably. Are you an Ariana nater? No. I hate her. You hate her? Hate is just a strong word, Michael.
0: I know it's a strong word. I like to understand what I'm listening to.
1: Uh, that's fair. Yeah. That's Enunciate, fair. bitch. The kids. The kids don't like to understand things. No, do they? they don't. They like
2: that. No. No.
0: <laughs> well, speaking of things I don't understand, number three is the weekend to headline Super Bowl halftime show.
1: Yeah, okay. I mean, it's probably going you know, to be boring. It's probably going to be boring. It's probably going to be him and a suit and some lights and.
2: Uh,
1: but you know what? He has he has the the amount of songs to do Super Bowl, so more power to you.
0: Who is your dream Super Bowl halftime show?
1: I, okay, so honestly, I would love if Britney came back and was put on a big show show, you know what I mean? I don't Mm -hmm. want her to come back and do, you know, Vegas. I think
0: the only way you maybe be able to have that is if you murder her father.
1: Well, hopefully it happens this year. I mean, (laughs) we have been talking about Free Britney, like Britney fans have been talking about Free Britney for years, and the fact that like, it snowballed over the past two years into you know, there's like, hashtag that does not go away. Um, you know, who knows? But besides Britney Spears, I would say...
2: Mm. Oh, that's a
0: good question. I know. I'm, I'm good at this. I would say my dream halftime show at this moment in time mostly because she's an American hero, clearly, is Dolly Parton.
1: Oh, yeah. Dolly Parton would be amazing. Lady Gaga already did it.
0: Or give me Come Dolly on. and Reba together. I'll take that.
1: I've never heard Reba McIntyre.
0: Ever? You've never heard uh, Fancy? Excuse me? You've never heard the song Fancy? Like,
1: First Things First on The Realness? No! No!
0: Oh, wow. <laughs> you have some homework to do, Cholo Spears.
1: Yeah, I don't know if I've
0: heard a Reba song before. Do you remember the Ms. Cracker vs. Kennedy lip sync on Drag Race All-Stars this past... All-Stars? Oh. That was fancy. Huh. No, I'll check it out. I don't
1: know. That's a good question for the Super Bowl. I'll think about it. Right, you think about (laughs) it. Well, number
0: four is Conan O'Brien to end talk show after 28 years.
1: You know, I, I... Fair enough. I mean, I think he's been through a lot. Um, I, do you know, like, remember whenever Jay Leno was going to do the
2: oh,
1: show yeah. and that Jay Leno took it back? Um, I used to listen to, like, I still listen to Howard Stern a little bit, but so fucking racist and horrible. But during the time he was interviewing Conan and stuff like that. And um, so I, I think Conan should do whatever makes him happy because, um, you know, he's been through a lot and he's he's done his time and you
2: know, yeah well is he,
0: he is about to do a hbo max um variety show so it's not like he's retiring he's still gonna be in the biz yeah okay all
2: right,
0: right number five miley and dua lipa's prisoner
1: i like it i think it's really short um it wasn't that catching when i listened to it but no. it wasn't bad so
0: but we're all watching that video and be like oh oh
1: okay yeah <laughs> i wanted them to kiss i know them? they did they, they, were really they got close. close
0: they got very very close but i think COVID yeah. was like no please don't do that um Me and
1: james were talking about um julie and saint vincent remember the grammys when they did, mm-hmm. they got all les on us?
0: Mm-hmm. that on this nice. yeah I, I i think it was a really cool video i think the video is better than the song and again you put divine at the end mm-hmm. when <laughs> so i got a couple fan corner things for you Are you ready mm-hmm. Um, anonymous asks, and we kind of went over this a little bit, but how do you make your pads looking for tips?
1: Uh, I, normally, I call up my drag sisters, and I get them uh, to look under their bed, <laughs> and I say, if there's some pads under there, uh, just give them
0: So, me. So basically, we're blaming Hariola Grande for your pads.
1: We're not blaming Hariola, <laughs> because had Hariola not crawled under her bed and grabbed those Uh, abomination
2: of pads i would not have
1: pads there you go and you know they work still so yeah that's how you make pads ladies and
0: gentlemen um i have a more of a a a comment but this is from michelle shocked is this right i'm a chola stan her rose's turn was one of the best numbers i've ever seen
1: yeah that sounds about right Sounds fun, right. <laughs> That's why I feel like it's my signature number because I feel so connected to it, and and I feel like whenever I perform it, it kind of like conveys the message. Thank you, Michelle.
0: And finally, from Aria <sighs> Derci, what does Aria Derchi mean to you?
1: Aria Derci is another language that I don't speak, so it kind of means, you know, <strate> <Net spatula> <cruc> <laughs> <będę Pokemon through> you know.
0: She's going to love that answer.
1: She really is going to love that answer. That's all
0: you get. <laughs> so I have my previous guest ask my current guest a question, and this is yeah. a question from Vicky DeVille.
1: No, I will not choose Christina over Brittany. In <laughs> any situation, question answered.
0: Her question to you is, would you eat a cockroach for $200?
1: Absolutely. I would get that cockroach, and i go, blah, 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 and I would make out with it a little bit, and then i dip it in some ranch, and I would, eat half of it, and then I'd squeeze the rest out in a different ranch. And I'd take that $200 and I'd roll it up and I'd smoke it.
0: Have you ever actually already eaten a cockroach?
2: Uh,
1: I don't know if I've eaten a cockroach, but I've definitely eaten ants and grasshoppers and worms. Um, scorpion? No, never scorpion. There's a candy shop downtown Austin. It's called mm-hmm. Top Shop, and they sell, uh, there's a section where they sell bugs, but they have like you know, ranch, ranch uh, seasoning yeah. on it, or like you know, nacho cheese or whatever. Oh my god, that's crazy. Mm-hmm.
0: Well, now is your turn to ask my next guest a question.
1: Okay, I can ask him
0: anything you want.
1: Anything I want. Um. Okay, so. Oh, I don't know. Who is your guest? Who is your guest?
0: You don't get to know. I don't get to know. Nope.
1: Okay. Um, what is the meanest thing they've done to a stranger? Okay. I like that. That's fun. Yeah. Now we just started
0: a brand new moment on the show that I literally just started with Vicky. Work. I want to expand the block talk community who do you want me to interview on Block Talk?
1: Um, so I think that you should interview Miss Coco Kane, who lives in Massachusetts. Okay. I think that um, she is a great drag queen. She, uh, she does shows here, but she also shows there. It would be really cool to talk to her and kind of get a sense of um, you know, her, her perspective of, of New York and mm-hmm. what she is and what, what the difference is and how she has to work differently um in different locations um my roommate elixis is a drag queen who is completely different from me um she does comedy shows stand up Mm -hmm. um her day job before quarantine started is pretty interesting so it would be interesting to see how she incorporates uh you know her her day job with drag and how that comes together um i would love if you interviewed joe biden he is yeah, uh, Of course,
0: uh, absolutely.
1: I think, I think you would get some hits off the of He's Biden. not
0: busy right now, so I'm sure he can spare an you know,
1: hour. You know what? Just uh put a few YouTube clips together and then put you in the middle so it looks like you're interviewing him.
0: <laughs> there you, you go.
1: Take all the answers and everything.
0: <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. well, where, um, can we, where can we find you on social media and Venmo? Oh, uh,
1: yeah. uh You can find me, Chola Spears, Instagram, Facebook, uh, YouTube, Venmo. Uh, I don't have Twitter. I just can't seem to make a Twitter.
0: That's okay. I can't do Twitter. I'm not. I'll admit it. Like, if someone wants to be, like, my Twitter person, like, let's talk. I can't do it. I don't have the patience for it.
1: Well, I made a Twitter as Spears, and I wasn't posting that much stuff on it. So I deleted it, and then I saw that some guys here in New York City who I want to have sex with have, like, nasty Twitters. Uh Uh-huh.
0: Alt accounts.
1: Alt accounts, there we go. So I made a boy Twitter so that I could follow these boys and be like, hey, let's uh, schedule an appointment for me. Uh, <laughs> and then one of them saw that I, you know, I would troll Melania, mm-hmm. I would troll her Twitter. And one of them saw that and was like, oh, I love Melania so much and blah, 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 blah. And I was like, and my penis just went inside my body and delete Twitter, delete account. I never <laughs> want to see anybody again.
0: Oh God, oh no. Um, so, yes. and, and and just remind the kids, you have merch. Where can they get it?
2: Yes.
1: You can message me personally on my Instagram, on my Venmo, NYC at gmo.com. Any of those. I have stickers. I have joint papers. I know that 99% of you smoke weed. So please hit me up. They're stocking stuffers. Uh, they need to get out of my house because I need to sell them and I'm not doing shows. So please hit me up. I would
0: love that. I know someone requested recently that they want the longer um, rolling paper. So that's.
1: Uh, yeah. You know what? I hopefully the next round of merch that I have out some new fun stuff, some even more funner stuff than joint papers. And
0: yeah. Nice. Well, it was an honor talking with you.
1: It was. It's so overdue. I feel like I've seen you at my, at my shows, whether you're there for, you know, me or another girl or for all of us, like, You're constantly supporting us. You've been there for a long time. I'm glad we finally got to talk to each other.
0: Yes, this was so much fun.
1: Yeah, next time we need gin and olives and we can hang out together and drink martinis and talk. Love it.
0: Let's do it. (laughs) A huge thanks to Chola for chatting. Subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, Soundclutter, Stitcher, and leave us a review while you're there. And make sure you engage with me on social media and tell me your favorite episode so far. If you have any questions or comments, drop me a line at theaterthenow.com via our question link. Like, listen, love. Until next time, I'm Michael Block, and that was Block Talk.